Hi there, it's Matt here and welcome back once again to the podcast. Now, it probably comes as no surprise to learn that I find sleep to be the most beguiling and flat-out fantastic thing in the world. And part of that love affair is just down to the sheer number of inconceivably astonishing facts that sleep offers. So every now and then, I'm going to release an episode called Sleep is Bloody Remarkable. And in each of these short episodes, I'll describe some of the extraordinary feats of slumbering remarkableness that there is in this field of sleep research. The first of those today is half-brain sleep. Now, I once mentioned something about this at the start of a podcast interview a while ago, and to this day, I still receive emails about it. And I thought, where better to start than double-clicking on this thing called half-brain sleep? Now, our story starts with dolphins and whales, which are in a class in the animal kingdom that we call cetaceans. And they are a splendid example of half-brain sleep. Actually, the technical term for this phenomenon is called unihemispheric sleep, meaning that one of the two hemispheres, which when put together make up the full sphere that we call the brain, one half of the brain, one side of it, one hemisphere, will actually be asleep whilst the other is awake. Now, I don't mean just somewhat awake, sort of partially drowsy and partially awake. I mean fully, completely wide awake, while the other side is very fully, very completely in deep non-REM sleep. Indeed, when you've watched those incredible BBC series by Sir David Attenborough, who is one of my absolute idols in terms of being a communicator, a narrator, uh, and gosh, his voice is just has this lovely panache about it. But when you've seen those programs, particularly things like the Blue Planet, some of those shots of the dolphins and whales will have been taken whilst they are having unihemispheric sleep. In fact, I could tell because, well, I won't bore you why, but anyway, you see, it's all about survival because one half of the brain must always stay awake to maintain life necessary movement in the aquatic environment. And that half of the brain will be bristling with frenetic fast brainwave activity. However, the other half of the brain will at times fall into the most beautiful deep non-REM sleep. And you will see these big, powerful, rhythmic, slow brain waves just drenching that one half of the brain. All the while, the other half of the brain, wide awake, frenetic, fast brainwave activity. And that, to me, is particularly astonishing when you consider the fact that those two hemispheres are heavily wired together with deep, thick, crisscrossing fibers. And despite that heavily intertwined, 
interdependent, rich set of connections between the two hemispheres, they can do completely opposite things. Now, by the way, don't feel bad for the short-changed side of the brain that has to remain awake because after one half of the brain has consumed its fill of deep non-REM sleep, then the sides of the brain will switch, allowing the previously awake half of the brain to now enjoy a well-earned period of deep non-REM slumber. But it turns out that the gift of half-brain sleep is not unique to aquatic mammals. Birds can do it too. The partner supporting today's podcast is Athletic Greens. Now, if you've not heard of them, uh, which I suspect you may have, but if you haven't, it's a nutrition drink. And it combines a complement of antioxidants and minerals and biotics together with some essential vitamins. Um, I'm not going to read out the, the full list. Let's just say it is more than comprehensive. Um, I've been buying and using Athletic Greens for some years now for two reasons. First, I'm serious about my health. And even though I eat, I hope in a very clean way, I like to have a full nutritional health insurance policy. Second, I did my research on the science behind the ingredients in Athletic Greens. And I take scientific data as ground truth. So if this sounds like it's something that you would like to explore, then you can go over to athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker and you'll get three benefits. First, you'll get money off your first order. Second, if you use the link athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker, you will get a free one year supply of vitamin D. And third and finally, they'll also throw in five free travel packs with your first order if you use that link. So once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Matt Walker. And with that said, let's get back to the podcast. Birds do it for slightly different, though equally life-preserving reasons. It allows them to keep, um, <laughs> well, quite literally an eye on things. Now, when birds are alone, one half of the brain must always stay awake. And what it's doing is watching out for threat detection in the environment. So it will always have one eye open. But that allows the other side of the brain to fall fast asleep, which means that the corresponding, and it turns out it's the opposite side of the head, that corresponding eye will be closed. And you can see this in birds. You can sort of go onto YouTube and you can type bird sleep or unihemispheric sleep and you'll find these videos. It's so amazing. It's remarkable. Things get even more preposterous when birds group together. So think of a flock of birds all lined up in a row on a branch. Here is what happens. Um, <laughs> 
with the exception of the birds at the far left and the far right sides of the branch of the flock, the rest of the group will sleep with both halves of their brain, and therefore both of their eyes will be closed. <laughs> However, the poor girls or guys at the far left and the far right of the flock, they don't get to sleep with both halves of their brain. Instead, the one at the far left will have one of the hemispheres, it turns out the right hemisphere, being wide awake, maintaining opening of the left eye so that it gets 180 degrees of threat detection on the left side, and the one on the far right side will have the opposite hemisphere wide awake and the other side fast asleep so it has its right eye open giving 180 degrees of right eye threat detection which means as a combination they get 360 degrees of full panoramic threat detection isn't that remarkable now you may think at this point, okay, when those sentinels at the far left and the far right side have taken their turn, surely they get the chance to kind of fold into the middle and they can sleep with both sides of their brain and someone else has to take a turn at the far left and the far right ends. There is no such equality, there is no such parity in the avian world those end sentinels have to stay there. But here's what they do. After some time, after one of the sides of the brain has had its fill of sleep, those left and right sentinels on the outer edges of the flock, they will stand up, they will rotate 180 degrees, they will sit back down, and now they will switch sides of the sleeping brain. So now the other side gets to sleep and the other half has to be wide awake. I know, <laughs> sing it with me people, sleep is bloody remarkable. Perhaps the only thing more remarkable would be if we humans could sleep in half brain measure. Well, we can or at least a very mild version of unihemispheric sleep, one that normally occurs, however, for similar reasons. Now, if you compare the electrical depth of each half, each side of the brain of a human being, when they are sleeping at home in their familiar environment, the depth of deep sleep, of deep electrical brainwave activity, is about the same. But if you bring that person into a strange location, an unfamiliar location, such as, for example, a sleep laboratory, or even if you take them into a hotel, then one half of the brain will not go down into as deep a sleep as the other half of the brain, as if it's standing on guard with just a had more vigilance due to the potentially less safe context that your brain has registered while you were awake. 
And it's perhaps one of the reasons why so many of us feel as though we sleep so poorly on the first night in a hotel room. Now, the last point I want to make is that you've heard me be probably very specific about the stage of sleep when all of this unihemispheric half-brain sleep is happening, which is during deep non-REM sleep. And that is very deliberate. We have never seen unihemispheric sleep across any species when it comes to rapid eye movement sleep or dream sleep. It's only during non-REM sleep that we see the expression, the ability to have one half of the brain asleep and the other half of the brain awake. And we don't know why this is. We don't know why it is that when you go into dream sleep or any other species goes into REM sleep, why the two halves of the brain cannot separate and sleep separately from each other with the other half being awake. It seems to be a unique property only able, only gifted to this thing called deep non-REM sleep. All of which is to say, as you can see, I think, sleep truly is bloody remarkable. There will be more such um, remarkableness, that's uh, not a word, remarkableness episodes in the future. If you enjoy this type of stuff, if you enjoy these types of episodes, <laughs> or if you don't, do let me know on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can find me. Give me some feedback on these things. Maybe you don't find them as remarkable as me and you just think, can you just go back to the normal topics? This stuff just doesn't interest me. And with that, I will wish you a bloody remarkable night of sleep. Bye for now. <laughs>